Hello and welcome to the Liverpool Way podcast. We're midway through the World Cup break, but just like Hendro, Trent and Jude, we just couldn't stay away from each other. We'll be checking in on the progress of the Reds representing their countries and looking excitedly at the growing possibility Bellingham could soon be one of them. We'll also be looking at the tournament through red-tinted specs, touching on other LFC-related matters and also tackling some questions from the listeners. I'm Chris Smith and with me are Julian Richards, Stu Montague and Dave Usher, the editor at liverpoolway.co.uk. Dave, what seemed like wishful thinking just a few weeks ago is now being reported as a probability. Jude Bellingham to Liverpool, your thoughts? Yeah, uh, I think we've been saying like for a while I was probably going to go to City or Real Madrid. Uh, I think since like the World Cup started and uh, just watching him, and the fact he's like never left Hendo's side the entire time, or if he has, it's because he's been with Trent. Uh, I think that tells me a lot. Like you know, you can. Basically, I just think, right, if, if he was going to Man City, he would not be hanging about with, with Trent and Hendo. He, he just wouldn't, um, let alone be, like, his completely, like, over-the-top. He's just with them all the time. And he's, like, th- did you see the video the other day with the Real Madrid fan who was, like, saying to him, mm-hmm. you're, the, you're the best centre midfielder in the world? And he was shaking his head, and he was, like, nodding and pointing at Hendo. like, he is, he is. And it's like, oh, come on, he's not signing for Man City. That would be like the biggest heel turn of all time if he went and signed for Man City after this. Uh, Real Madrid's different matter. You know, that he, in theory, he could still hang out, hang out with like Hendo and Trent and still sign for Real Madrid. I just don't see it. I just think it's it's obvious that like um, it's happening and it's just going to be a case of if they can do it in January or if they have to wait till the summer. But I'd be amazed now if he ended up going somewhere else because it just seems clear that like Bellingham himself in his own mind that's where he wants to be he wants to be playing with, with Trent and Hendo coming to play for Liverpool I think it's you know I'd be staggered now if it didn't happen good stuff and um, Stu the report this morning from um, Christian Falk I think his name is the reporter um he says it's kind of like very, very close. Um, there's been talks with um, the family. They're keen for him to uh, to come to Liverpool, as is the agent. And do you think that it's now likely? And if so, January or probably the summer? It, from all the, the noises coming out, it sounds like it, it's a thing, doesn't it? It sounds like it's going to happen. I've been pretty I've been pretty super cool about it. Um, I know that it, we've been laughing about it because Paul, Paul's been pushing for it since well it must be since he gave up now. on Mbappe yeah maybe like 18 months he's been pushing aggressively <laughs> for it yeah um and I've just always thought that the money was maybe going to be too much um and that maybe go somewhere else because the you know it, it starts getting to the point where we don't sort of spend that sort of money um but yeah I mean it, it sounds like from the noises the noises coming out of Dortmund and then little things just watch as Dave's saying just watched him join the tournament and then you're putting things together like his, his, his favourite player, Steven Gerrard. Um, and then logic, you start you start convincing yourself. You're like, well, why wouldn't he want to play for Jurgen Klopp? He's clearly like an all-action... You, you've seen him in the tournament. He's, he's you know, this, this barnstorming midfielder who gets up and down. And it feels like he'd be wasted with Pep Guardiola. I mean, he's, I think Guardiola's a genius. But if you're that, t- that type of player, surely you want to be playing for Jurgen Klopp, don't you? If you want to become the greatest midfielder on the planet and this box-to-box colossus, then, yeah, you want to play for Jurgen Klopp. And you just sort of convince yourself that, yeah, it all makes sense. Of course, it's perfect. Um, I think 
for Dortmund, if they what's the incentive for them to sell him in January unless he really wants to push for it? So maybe it's maybe it's his decision. He's he said he wants to go now um, because they're still in European competition, aren't they? So it feels like we're gonna have to pay a little bit of a premium, aren't we, to to wedge him out of there six months early? Yeah. Unless he's had an agree- maybe he's had an agreement with them. Maybe he's had a gentleman's agreement that he just gets to go when he says he gets to go, as long as a certain you know, as long as we we stump up a hundred million. Well, did you um, hear that guy the other week, Stu? I think he's like the sporting director or something. Yeah, and I did. He, he done an interview. I can't, was it on Talk Sport? I don't know. He, he done an interview with someone, but and he, he actually said, um, "We'll sit down with him after the World Cup and ask him what he wants to do." Yeah, and he was kind of talking as though like if Bellingham says, "Yeah, I want to go," like now, then it's like oh, we said we want him to stay, but we'll sit down with him and we'll ask him what he wants to do, and then we'll take it from there. And I just thought, why are you sitting down with him after the World Cup? Why, why would that not wait until like later yeah. in the season? You know, it, it, they don't need to do it like so urgently unless there's a chance that something will be happening in January. He's also said that Liverpool's his preferred destination, hasn't he? The, I think it was the, is it the CEO or the, the managing director or something. He was he dropped a couple of comments that says that you know of all the Premier League clubs, he would prefer to sell him to Liverpool. So yeah. it just feels like things have been going on in the background because. For all the criticism that the club gets, that is one thing we've done regularly. Is just we just do deals on the quiet mostly, don't we? Things mm. get done behind the scenes. You know, the likes of the Diogo Jota deal got done. No one was expecting that; it just came out of the blue. Fabinho so we as are, well. Remember that one? Yeah, we are pretty good at getting stuff sewn up. So it might be the case that it's already done, and they just can't announce it until we go out. It looks that way, doesn't out. it? You know, like it just watching Bellingham himself. And like the way he is, like with Hendo and turn, it does kind of look like they all know. Yeah, yeah. There's nods and winks a little yeah. bit, isn't there? Like Hendo, when like the someone asked the two of them, "Oh, will you be signing for Liverpool?" and they both went, "Ah, oh, you've ruined it now." And they walked away and ended the interview, and they were laughing, which obviously that puts them in a really difficult spot. They can't really say anything because, mm. you know, you can't say no because you, you, if it is happening then you're going to look stupid but you can't say yeah because it's disrespectful to Dortmund and everything else so they have to just walk away from it but when they said about some sign for Real Madrid and Hendo was like no 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 he's not, not going to sign for Real Madrid I'm like well if he was signed for Real Madrid when, why would Hendo say that and, and like you know and have that come back to haunt him so as you say it's like nods and winks and stuff and it just all looks like the, like the three of them like Trent like posting that on Instagram, me and me bro out for a walk and stuff and then it's like the the letting us know without letting us know, you know, it, it is, it's all like nods and winks and because they know anytime mm-hmm. they say anything, they know like the reaction, the fans are all gonna be we're watching for all these little clues and we're all gonna be all over everything. Uh just just by like the way they've been carrying on, I just find it like really hard to believe that it's not a long way down the line. Now the only thing that you would say is it's the point you made to you about like can we afford it? Would we spend that much money? I think it must all like the, the, it must already like we must know how much it's going to cost, and we're still yeah. in there. You know we haven't walked away from it, so that would lead you to think well okay you know the presumably they're not scared off by whatever the fee is, and they'll hopefully get something done. Yeah, it might be when think when which payment goes when and over what sort of time period we have to pay that sort of thing. That might mm. be what they're wrangling about. Yeah, definitely. Um, Jules, you've been quiet so far, but um, all of the sort of little, as Dave said, the little activities on Instagram and stuff, the little nods and winks. It's almost like, like when you know those two people in the office 
um, both the TV <laughs> show and in real life, where it's like they've got like a little bit of chemistry, and you know that they're either banging or they're gonna bang at some <laughs> point. <laughs> like Jim and Pam, it's kind of like everybody can kind of see it, but it's it's just, it's not really like official yet. Is that the way you feel? And I know like talking about cute little moments in the England squad probably isn't your favourite subject at the moment, but I've been sort of like looking away at all this little bit of content and sort of like smiling away at every little bit of it. <laughs> and uh, when it comes to England, that's a real fucking rarity. I, uh, I've seen little to nothing of it. I haven't looked at any of England's stuff. Um, I haven't I haven't clicked on any of the links when they've been in the group chat. I couldn't give a shit. I'll only give a shit when he's signed. I can't be asked with this. I cannot Why be asked. Why can't you give too... shit? It's fun. I, it's I, lovely. I, no, I don't care. I Should don't give care. you the warm I, fuzzies. No, it's it's like minus one outside, and I'm here to pour cold water all over your roaring fires of excitement over okay. <laughs> roaring passions. Um, I haven't. I genuinely, I haven't seen any of the the stuff because, with the exception, maybe the Trent picture because it because since elon musk bought twitter it just throws things up in your timeline now from about days ago that someone you don't even know is retweeted so i've seen that but i haven't seen any of the other stuff the video like the you you know the best midfielder thing um if he signs for us great fantastic be dead excited but um i i can't read into this stuff because it only takes manchester city to go what all right how about we give you seven hundred fifty thousand a week done and then it's a lot to turn down, if you know, if you're 19 or whatever. It's a lot to turn down, like beyond three million pound a month. And so I can't, I can't really get excited about it until it happens. And I haven't. You're right. I haven't been keeping track of England's World Cup antics. Oh, it's so great watching them all have fun over there. I love it. <laughs> Thoroughly exciting. I can't even think of a single reason why you wouldn't be just loving it so much. To be honest, Jules, it's baffling me. Yeah, it's it's a real it's a real uh, it's a real real fucking mystery. <laughs> <laughs> you must have watched like you must have watched some of the games though. I mean, at least one game. I watched one game, but you know what? And you watched this to the bitter end. That's the, the mad know, thing. Do you want do you want to hear do you want to hear what really is mad? I was thinking like, do you know what? Everyone's going mad over Bellingham. I haven't really seen much of him, and I thought. I watched the full game in, <laughs> in England and I've blanked it. I've totally blanked it. I only saw the red shirts sp- sp- uh, sprawling about. I saw nothing else. It's uh, it was it was such a letdown that like I watched it till the end, but it wasn't. It was like uh, I was like shell shocked. I wasn't really taking in what was going on. I was just like I, I will watch this and t- I- I've turned off Liverpool games earlier when we when Liverpool you know have a better at getting back into games than Wales are and I've still been like. No, I'm turning this off. This is shit. I can't have this. But with with Wales, it was different. It was like more like a fierce loyalty. You know, we got there. I will watch it, but I didn't take any of it in in that England game, because England are, you know, I knew this beforehand. But England are clearly much better, and they're quite a good tournament side. Um, I don't even. I'm not even 100% confident France will beat them on the weekend. <laughs> like, um, I I think they would on 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 form and quality of attacking options that France have. Um, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't rule out England winning. And if they do, they that side of the draw is piss simple for them. They'll get to the final if they beat France. I have no doubt about that. And I'm telling you now, I cannot be asked with England in the World Cup final either. I'm not interested in that. I'm not buying what that's being sold to me. No. Same. And I wouldn't trust Argentina or Brazil same. against them either. The flakes. 
<laughs> I would not trust them at all for it. No, I, I so, don't yeah. trust any of them, to be fair. France probably the ones I trust the most, but... Um, and that's the French! Yeah, I know. I, d- I don't fully <laughs> trust them either. But um, no, just hopefully France can get it done just so... Jude can get his feet up for a couple of weeks before before the big move, and we we'll, we'll need him fresh for the second half of the season. What I what I would say is, um, I I don't re- like I I wouldn't I wouldn't think it's the slam dunk that, that you all seem to think it it might be. I also I would put the chances of him signing January far lower. Paul's going to be spinning when he sees this. He can be absolutely fuming about it, but um. I, I don't think I think the January sign is even less likely. An announcement that maybe it'll be done for summer is is likely, but uh, sign in January now. Yeah, I think I'm probably inclined to agree with you um, on that. Oh, point. he's talked you down. You've you've let him talk no, you down. I didn't say Chris. anything. I, I know, but I know what you were thinking, and now you've gone. Actually, yeah, he's right. You were yeah, you were I'm getting just... dragged along with me and Stu, and now you've just gone and he's he's just <laughs> dragged you down to his level. Joined the EOR train. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, so sticking with England for uh, uh, initially, anyway. Um, I did watch the game, the Senegal game on Sunday, and Dave, like for as much shit as he takes from England fans, um, Hendo was absolutely phenomenal. I thought he was probably like, apart from Jude, uh, among if not their best player on the day. And um, even though I've got no love for England, it's always nice to see him. Um, sort of do himself justice and shut some people up. Yeah, well, uh, I, I can't even really say, oh, the shit he gets from England fans, because some of our own fans are, are just as bad, aren't they? Like the, you on Twitter, mm-hmm. the, the shit that Hendo gets. Uh, but no, he was really good. I watched that game as well. I was obviously supporting Senegal, but um, it was hard to not be impressed with England after the first half an hour which, in which they were shit. Uh, once they scored, you know they they looked really good. Like you know, free flowing football. Um, the, the top scorers in the tournament as well. And yeah, they they are looking good. But I mean, Hendo didn't start, did he? The first game, he was like, you know, he, he wasn't expected no. to play that much. Uh, but he's forced his way into the team, and you know they're not going to leave him out now. The way he's playing, he's uh, he's done really well. Plus, like the link up with Bellingham, and um, you know, he's Bellingham set up the goal for him. Uh, you see the celebrations afterwards and that, and you just like raising an eyebrow, and you're like, okay, oh, all right, yeah, I can see that. But I've got to admit, like, <laughs> when that goal went in, the first thing I did was like in the chat, like, you know, Dan was like, oh, get in, Hendo, and stuff. Mike, the first thing I did was just type in, fuck off, Hendo. Because <laughs> I just wanted, because I want them out. But once, like, I got over that initial, like, resentment of it, I was, I'm pleased for him, like, obviously, but yeah, um, I still want him to get beat, but it's nice to see Hendo doing well. I always have this sort of um, impression that Hendo is sort of quite disrespected by Southgate as well. I think I've said this on the podcast before. I think he, I think Southgate sort of has this internal resentment towards Hendo just because of how much everybody respects him and he feels threatened by it. And I've got not really anything like concrete to back that up. Obviously, it's just an impression I get based on some of the slights he's given to Hendo down the years. And sure enough, this tournament, again, he starts with, like, Mason Mount and and plays Bellingham and Rice in the two, Stu. But I just thought it was sort of night and day for England on Sunday um, when they left Mount out and, and put Hendo in the midfield and allowed Bellingham to push forward a little bit more. They just looked 
like the intensity of their play was much. It's kind of what what we see when Hendo doesn't play for us, really. Like the intensity of the play isn't there, the tempo isn't there, like the communication between the players isn't quite as strong. It's just, um, you know, it was, it, as much as I'm not an England fan, it was it was sort of cool to see. Yeah, I think with um, with England as well, and even with international football a little bit. The, they're not coached as much so the systems aren't as um, cohesive as club teams and stuff like that so I think the idea that character and having a serious player like Henderson in there I think it matters you know I think and especially they are mostly quite a likeable bunch this England team and down the years it's been really easy to hate England because they're just you know not just because when England win all the worst people in the country are happy but also because they're quite an unlikable bunch um, whereas this this lot are quite quite likable, but they're all quite uh, they all seem there's a few young lads in there. It doesn't feel like there's, there's any. Um, he's got a bit of bite. He's got a bit of snap to him that some of them don't seem to have. Um, and I think I think Southgate does respect him. I think I saw something. There was a BT documentary about Henderson. Um, a couple of was it last year or something? And Southgate was on it, and he was he was praising him to the high heavens about what, what a character he is and what a man he is. and Essentially, he's the leader in that team, isn't he? We could, Harry Kane's got the armband, but you can just see he, he is the leader, he's the alpha in that dressing room. Um, and yeah, I thought it was really... It, I got a little bit giddy, the idea of when you were watching Bellingham and Henderson playing like that together, you did get a little... For the first time, I got properly excited about the idea of them, of them playing together. Um, and it's... I'm a bit torn. I'm I'm not as much. I'm not totally against England at the moment, and the idea of Henderson lifting a World Cup does make me smile. I know, and again, you'd have to put up with all of the worst people being happy, but I think that is a little bit balanced out that I could live with it if I got to see Henderson and maybe Trent lifting the World Cup. And for you boys, I think yeah, it might it is a little bit worrying because I don't think France are as amazing as some people have have made out. Although Portugal, I think England v Portugal, that would be an interesting one. I think Portugal might be able to um, to shit out of the way past England because England don't deal well with that sort of thing. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't think France are the, are the super powerful force that everyone's talking about that are going to blow England away. So it wouldn't surprise me if England edged a, a win in that game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, um, Jules, I'm sorry to bring this one this one back on you but the points you raised about like Hendo winning the World Cup lifting the World Cup like you look at that 66 squad and how sort of their names are indelibly etched on and like entire few generations of football fans like if there's anybody from the current crop of certainly our players and footballers in general who deserve that level of um, reverence it's probably him oh I'm sure it'd be great for him it does nothing for me though no of course not (laughs) <laughs> again I, I, I don't I, I wouldn't I I wouldn't I'd be pleased for him I suppose but again it's great for him it, it would it would leave me ice cold absolutely ice cold I sound like a right killjoy here tonight I'm really sorry but like, when, it, when it comes no, to I'm England and the World Cup the bear, though, I, to be fair. but he, he wouldn't be he'd be I'm not saying he'd be like the forgotten man but like he'd be like maybe Martin Peters or something, you know, someone who no one really talks about from the '66. He was like, he was involved. He played the big part, but all you ever hear about is like Jeff Hurst and Bobby Moore, Nobby Styles dancing 
you know, it, I, I think Hendo, saying Henzo should do the shuffle and then he can be Novi Styles. No, no, the, the shuffle's a Liverpool thing. If he did that, I'd be... But he wouldn't be lifting it anyway because fucking soft shite would be, wouldn't he? So, oh, Hendo would be like nowhere near it. Um, no, it's, uh, the only thing I'd say is like, what Stu saying there, I kind of relate to, to what he said, but just not as much. Like, I'm always 100% totally against... England winning it to the point where like I can't enjoy the tournament until until they're out. It like really stresses me out. When they got to the final of the Euros, I took the dog out for a walk, and I'm just following it on my phone, and it goes to extra time. The dog was absolutely fucked by the time I got home because I didn't want to go home while it was on. I was walking up and down the canal for hours just like following it on my phone because I was that stressed about like not wanting them to win. And the reason for it. It's it's exactly what Stu said. It's like them winning would make the worst people in the country happy. Now it'd also mm. make a lot of decent people happy as well. But I'm I'm a petty small man, and that's like I can't rationalise it like that and say, oh well, I don't begrudge them being happy. I'm like, no, all like the worst people in this country would be the ones who are the happiest about it. Which is why I I always just. I can't want them to win anything and I don't want them to win it now but rather than be a 100% I'm probably at around about 95 maybe even 90 because Hendo's a factor Bellingham's a factor I, mean, I tell you what though if Bellingham doesn't sign for us I'm going to be fucking totally fuming at myself for, like, for getting sucked in by all this but um, I'm not even going to say Trent's a factor because Trent's just like you know he's not, he's not even he's not going to yeah. get a sniff is he? he's not really part of it Um but the team's not that unlikable. There's like, there's a few in there with Phil Foden. I can't. Hang on, face. hang on. Let, but there's loads that are unlikable. No, I, I was thinking the other day, who is likable? I'm not saying they're likable. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, you've you've not got Rio Ferdinand and Wayne Rooney you got John and John Pickford? Terry. Yeah, I, I despise Pickford. I can't Kyle stand Walker. Foden's face. Kyle Walker. Kyle Walker's a twat. Jack Green. Yeah, you know what? You know what? Yeah, to, to take it, <laughs> take it back. You're right. You're right. It's just there are some good lads. Yeah, there's there's like one, like, yeah, I don't mind Saka and and that's I'm No, he's got that yeah. Arsenal stink he can fuck off I'm, and all. I'm struggling now. <laughs> Saka's alright and uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Rashford, I suppose. You won't uh, be saying that when he's dancing at Anfield after he scored later in the season. Mm. No, we're not gonna no, we're going to talk Unless about we're pretending we're going to be good when the season starts back. No, we're not pretending. Gonna... We are going to be good when it starts. <laughs> Fucking hell. And Arsenal's going to fall off a cliff. <laughs> Jesus is injured now for a couple yeah, of months. Three months that, that's yeah, three months. That's the start of it. They, they, they got away with injuries the first half To be of the fair to Jesus, this is his busy time of the year. He can't be expected to be playing for Brazil yeah. and Arsenal. He's got other things on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That was quality. No, that's that's not quality. Next he's time he's having he's not for dad jokes. No, yeah. next time you pull me up on dad jokes, I'm just going to bring this one up. That's an uncle joke at very worst. That's not a dad joke. <laughs> uh, we're splitting hairs. <laughs> I liked it anyway. Thank you. No problem. Um, so, you know, we, we've talked England. We've, they've got the game against France on Saturday. I think, regardless, it's a really interesting game that will sort of all be watching, maybe not Jules, but um, I'm no, looking forward to it anyway, to work. From, from a neutral point of view. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, Hang on, so you're going to be the... in work when it's on? Isn't that what? worse? Isn't that going no, to no, be... no, no one will turn up to it. No one will turn up. They'll all be out. Don't worry about it. showing that in work, that's going to be well worse. Than well, I, who, who's in charge of the fucking telly? <laughs> yeah, I'd like to see you not put <laughs> yeah. the telly on. 
Oh, no, that would be nice. funny. Yeah, riots. <laughs> um, so let's have a look at, you know, just have a quick look at some of the other World Cup stuff that's going on. Stu, um, Dave tells me that you've, you've pretty much watched it all, or a great portion of it. I know um, not everybody has. Uh, I know Paul hasn't watched any of it. Um, but can you sort of... Um, Give us your thoughts on how some of the other Reds have been doing at, at, at the tournament, and uh, who do you like, and is there anybody that you, you've you've spotted that you'd like us to keep an eye on in terms of signing that kind of thing? Yeah, of course, watched quite a bit, bit of it. Um, I think um, standout probably Canate. I think had a good game when he got his game for France, but I think Varane's going to keep playing ahead of him, which is a bit frustrating. You quite like to see Canate get a few games if they're going to do well and win it. Um, but other than that, I'm not really... I'm trying to think of any other Reds that have stood out. I'll tell you someone who did stand out, and I was, I was joking about it, was I only saw the extra time of the Morocco-Spain game, and I couldn't believe the like the performance that Amrabat was putting yeah. in the midfield. He was, it was, he was everywhere. He was playing like it was like five minutes in. So I'm joking anyway on Twitter, like, oh, never mind Bellingham, let's sign Amrabat. Anyway, next day I've noticed we're linked with him. Yeah. So I know it might just be paper talk, but... I mean, That's how looks... content's generated, Stu. You started the story, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I thought I might check, see where they've got this, uh, where they've got this suggested from. Is it me? No, but he, he, loved, the, he loved the business. And yeah, um, he did. Who else did we get linked with? We've been linked with another midfielder, haven't we? The US lad, isn't it? Um, oh, Which the Musa, Musa, the Musa that was, yeah. He looked really good. And Tyler Adams. Yeah, he's yeah. a monster. We haven't been linked to Tyler Adams, but he's boss. Like I'd, I'd like us to be linked. Yeah, to him. they just like all action, box to box. Yeah. The sort, you know, the sort of players that. See, for me, I remember I was saying I might have said it on a podcast uh, before when we were talking about Bellingham about how we've got to go for this hundred million pound, hundred twenty million pound midfielder, and we were sort of saying, weren't we? Well, maybe we just need two or three thirty million pound midfielders, and that'll get us back somewhere near where we need to be. I don't know. Maybe they're going to do a couple. Maybe if if there's um, talk of a few others, maybe they're going to do a couple. Um, but that 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 Morocco Spain game was actually I enjoyed watching that because it was just Spain tippy doing tippy tappy nonsense, and then Morocco actually hurting them. And it was nice to see one of the underdogs go through. And for um, what's his name, Rodri, to be moaning the day after saying mm. that Morocco didn't offer anything. Like they kept. Going clean through, mate. So <laughs> that, you know, yeah. just because they're not, just because they've not got eighty-five percent possession, like you were the team that didn't offer anything. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you can't you can't have Spain winning the World Cup with Rodri at centre half. That would have just, I mean, that would have just devalued the tournament for me. Can't Spain have got no balls. When it goes to pens, they're always going to lose. They've just got no balls, have they, Spain? I was watching that shootout and it felt like n- none of them could even. They felt it was sort of like beneath them to run up and take a proper penalty. You know, well, like. The problem is, they're so used like, to passing. Yeah. That's it. Tippy tappy. That's got to be passing. the death of that style of football for them. You know, when Germany got knocked out and then they had the sort of the reboot, Das Reboot. And yeah. um, they sort of. I think that Spain has to go through a similar thing now because they were wretched to watch and they carried no threat whatsoever even though they beat Costa Rica like 7-0 or whatever it was that's the, the shock of the games, tournament just really... the biggest shock of the entire tournament was Spain scoring 7 goals because <laughs> it's always like 0-0 <laughs> 1-0 isn't it but um, yeah, yeah that Spain no fuck, fuck off Spain and they left Thiago out which is good for us but you're looking at them going yeah. well yeah you've got midfielders but you know, good young players you've left Thiago out like why is he not even in the squad 
wild in it. I don't think they lose. I don't think they go out yesterday if they have got Thiago in the team because we all know too well like the effect it has on us when he's not playing mm. and versus when he is playing. And I think they end up winning that game, finding a way through, creating more clear cut chances, and just um, you know they probably had too much for them then, but they didn't pick him and now they're out and um, sucks to be them. Probably scored a penalty as well. <laughs> yeah right. Well, none of them did, did they? Like no, they but no, three. they all missed. Thiago with the squad. You can subscribe to the Liverpool Way podcast on all the major platforms, whether it's Apple, Google, Spotify, Amazon, or Podbean. Just search for the Liverpool Way, leave us a review, and hit subscribe to automatically receive all new episodes. You can also head to liverpoolway.co.uk and grab a TLW season ticket for just three pounds a month. There's tons of exclusive content, including match reports from every Liverpool game, weekly Premier League roundups, the TLW diary, and access to the members-only forum. Lastly, you can follow us on social media at the Liverpool Way on Twitter and at the Liverpool Way TLW on Instagram and Facebook. Um, somebody who I was impressed with, um, even though the scoreline didn't make you think it was that kind of game, but Alisson had an absolutely amazing game against uh, South Korea the other day. Yeah, he like excellent. he pulled off about three or four world class saves, and like you know, it, it wasn't really that important in the context of the game. But it was good to see him lighting it up when in the past he's been sort of on the bench for uh, the lad at City, who is nowhere near as equal, let alone a better goalkeeper. In my opinion, so it was good to see him, um, you know, perform at his best. And apart from that, like, who who else have we got at the tournament? There's Verge. Verge. Um, I, I have not seen a minute of Holland all tournament. Not for any particular reason. I've not like deliberately not watched them. But I've what always been the doing something else. I know. I'm just, oh, everyone's calling them the Netherlands. It's like, I've always called them because that's the name it's of the like, country. <laughs> I know, but I've just always called them Holland. So I'm not going to just suddenly change overnight just because people have started saying Netherlands. Just because yeah. people tell you it's wrong. Yeah. How did West Germany get on? <laughs> they beat Czechoslovakia in the first No, round. it was Yugoslavia, I think, wasn't it? <laughs> Jules, They've been isn't right. there like a Seinfeld the... skit when it comes to Holland and the Netherlands? And... Oh, I can't... It's like, he's like um, oh yeah, so it's Holland in the Netherlands and they speak... The... It's Holland in the Netherlands and they speak Dutch. Anyway. Um... Wasn't it Friends? No, Chris never watches that, so we wouldn't know that. No, he's he, tripped he was... himself up there because he definitely did talk about that in Friends. I remember Joey talking about it. Chris is now thinking, shit, now they know that I watch Friends and I always say <laughs> no, that. <never."> <laughs> no, I saw a clip. Um, the, girl, the girls at school watched Friends, mate. Like, that's who watched Friends. The men watch Red like... Dwarf. <laughs> yeah, precisely. <laughs> <laughs> and the fast show, It Only Fools and Horses reruns. I watched it all. I, I don't think I. I tell you what. If I was on Mastermind, a sh- I could do a, a com. I could do a, a specialist of the shit comedies of the nineties. You think like? Do you remember that? I don't know if I've ever brought this up. The the the, the Chris Barry BBC One sitcom called Prince Among Men, where he played God. an ex scouse footballer who was oh get this. It was a bit of a stretch for Chris Barry. who was a bit of a knobhead. <laughs> that was that. That was the that was the thing. That that was I think that was one series on BBC One. There was another one. I think it was called Men of the World. It had John Sims in it about travel agents. <laughs> I thought you were going to go British Empire. Then. So You're did even I. More yeah. obscure. I'm I'm completely British Empire was class. Blown away by this. I didn't even know that existed. 
Prince Among Men. You want to get you want to get the uh, the YouTube up for the theme as well. It was like a football type like theme. There was um, there was John Gordon Sinclair from Gregory's Girl. He had a he had one called Nelson's Column where he was like a newspaper editor, a newspaper I, I writer on a shit. Yeah. And then um, your man Jim Broadbent had one um, called the Peter Principle. The Peter Principle is like um, when someone is over promoted above their station just because. The, people think it's the next logical step even though the person's clearly not right for it and he was like a, someone it was a bank I think he was someone shit and then like the guys who did Red Dwarf they had like an ITV one called the 10 percenters about about um, talent agents that was shit and all Jules are you taking us on a tangent to try and get as far away from the World Cup as possible <laughs> no we saw so like, yeah, uh, shit 90 sitcoms of like of British sitcoms of, so when I was watching Friends Friends was like Friend, and the thing is don't like I was I was in Wales so I didn't get Channel 4 we had S4 Monday nights on S4C when I was a kid Scotty were, were a Mac yeah yeah but on the old S-Pedwarek you'd have Scorio at 10 then you'd have the American football big match with Gary Imlach at 11. And then at half 12, you'd have friends. And then at one o'clock, you'd have Fraser. Fraser, tremendous lineup. Tremend- and in school the next day, tremend- felt like a real man after that. You're getting them going to bed at 1.30 at like 14 years old. Like, yeah, I've watched some sport. I've watched some fucking... I've watched some foreigns and I've watched and I've watched some uh, sitcoms. Oh no, I'm I'm primed. I'm ready to go. And then the alarm would go at eight thirty. But like, I'm not getting up. It's too late. I've been up. <laughs> I'm not used to this. But that was Monday nights on, on S4C. I used to love it. It's fantastic. Davo Shuka when he used to play for Real Madrid. Loved that. What a man. Right. Anyway, yeah, That's... Netherlands are all right in the World Cup. Holland's well, they're good. <laughs> yeah. They've been all right. They've looked decent, I think, because they because obviously the pool of talent is is sort of misshapen. Like they've got some good players, but they haven't got the players that they used to have. But I think like and uh, you know about like buzzing off all the videos of of England and that. But like Van Hal's been having a whale of a time at the World Cup by the looks yeah, of it. Like. Yeah, and he's been and like he's got he's got the cancer or whatever, so it's like it's great to see him like being over there and like living his best life at the moment. So yeah, I, 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 I want him to do I want him to do well just 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 for him, like because he <laughs> he left Man United under the cloud as well, so he's got brownie points for that. Yeah. Speaking of the Dutch, what about the um, that Gakpo, Dave? Because we've been well, you haven't seen him, Stu. What did you think to to Gakpo? Because we've been linked with him as well, albeit tenuatively and. Um, it seems like United is probably the more likely destination for him, judging by the reports. I've only seen bits of the Dutch, to be honest. He looks. Yeah. I mean, they're a weird side because they've got they've got a couple of older players in there. They've got Davy Clarsen in there, which amazed me. I couldn't believe yeah. that. I was like, I was saying to the lads, even if we Ireland had like lost a leg, I'd imagine he'd get in the squad ahead of Davy Clarsen. <laughs> <laughs> but then they've got a load <laughs> they've got a load of like um, you know really fit athletic guys as well um, and he's one of them he, he looks good he, he looks to be a talent um, one thing I, I was watching um, Switzerland just popped into my head the, the other day I was watching Shakiri because obviously I think we've all still got like a soft spot for him Yeah. and just thought he's like really unlucky to play for such a shit country such a shit boring country that haven't had any forwards really because he's knocking these lovely little passes about and he's got all these through balls in his locker and he's just got no one to play them to. Just mostly quite a boring 4-4-2, don't do anything, 
get to the last 16, go out team. Yeah. I just feel like he's a little bit unlucky that, he, you know, if you, would have, if you popped him in a more exciting team, more exciting country, I think he probably would have been an even... Yeah. I mean, he should be Brazilian, should actually be? brilliant, yeah. yeah. He's a bit like Gareth Bale, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> I you fucking what, pal? <laughs> <laughs> No, I was, on Gareth Bale. I was I was uh, I was saying that the, the Swiss are missing the glory days of Stefan Chapuisard up yeah. front. That's that's when that's when the Swiss had, had the old cutting edge. The last good striker they had. Yeah, I'll um, I'll ignore the Gareth Bale remark. I mean that man's a prince. I don't know how you do. <laughs> that An remark is so cutting. Prince. I'm almost glad he scored that goal against us in the Champions League final. Now, <laughs> that's how cutting that remark is. That's a big leap, that, mate. Bloody it hell. is. All right. Fair enough. No, which side your bread's buttered then? Hey, you're like with that... Yeah, my Wales, country. Golf, Liverpool, in that order. Well, that's Dave. <laughs> Especially oh. in the World Cup. Uruguay, golf, Liverpool, yeah, in that order. There's someone we haven't talked about because they're out. Nunez. I thought you were going to say Suarez then, because I've got thoughts. I want to talk about Suarez. I'm sure you've got thoughts. Do you know the only thing I've got to say about new Two things. Two things. I'm like this like Spanish Inquisition. Two things I've got to say about Nunez. One, that was How a great things? bit of money you put on in there, dead. <laughs> Three things. Blame Terry was a great for that. bit of money. All right. Did Terry take the money for you? And no, he talked you? us into it, and then he didn't put it on himself. <laughs> He's on the pod saying, then, yeah, look at his odds. He's like 50 to 1. And the second thing is, he got a booking in that game. And I thought, you dickhead, you've still not learned from that Crystal Palace <laughs> incident, have you? You're still doing stupid stuff for no reason whatsoever. You're going to cut that shit out, man. What are you doing? And other than that, I have no thoughts. I'm sure you've got thoughts on Suarez crying. I'm yeah. sure Chris has as well. Yeah, probably very different thoughts to mine. <laughs> no, so yeah. in, the, the tournament starts, like, and the only game I was looking forward to was Uruguay. I watched them in the first game and I thought they were shite and Suarez just looked completely finished. Uh, all he was doing was like, I don't think he touched the ball, he was just chasing their defenders around, just closing them down but not getting anywhere near them and it was just painful to watch it. Um, and then the second game, yeah, they were, he, he was on the bench for that, he came on but again, they, they weren't good. The thing with Uruguay, they don't start playing until they're getting beat and I just put that on, on the coach who's a massive shit house. Like the reason why they're out is because the coach is just the worst kind of shit house. Like they had to the third game, they had to win that. So they went out, they attacked, they got two 0 up, and then he shuts up shop and he starts taking off all his all his forward players. When all it was going to take was a goal for South Korea, and they were out. And then lo and behold, stoppage time, South Korea score, and then it's panic stations for Uruguay. But Suarez is off, Nunez is off, and they've they've got like no attacking players left on, and they they go out and deservedly so because the coach is such a shit house. But the last game that they played, I was going into that game, I was like, this is not going to be good watching Suarez here. It's just painful. Like he's washed up, he's finished. And we just got like the full Suarez experience in that last game because he was good. He was nutmegging people. I had two assists, and I was like, "Yeah, he's rolled back the years here. This is boss." And he was doing that thing, which like if anyone else is doing it, like I'd, I'd hate it. But it was just funny whenever he did it. He was he'll get tackled and he'll roll round on the floor, and one one hand will be holding his ankle or whatever, 
the other one will be over his face and then he'll throw one of his arms up in the air and he'll be waving as though he's like on a battlefield and he's being shot and he's just calling for like a medic to come over and it's I've just got that like just ingrained in my head because like that's his like signature move <laughs> it's just dead funny cracks me up every time he does it so I was really wanting them to go through and then like you know the the coach just basically shafted them and then like when Suarez is on the bench totally helpless and he knows they need a goal and he's trying to like he's shouting at the team and he's saying to them you know you've got to score and then he's just sitting there like with his like his shirt over his head and he's crying and the final whistle goes and he's sobbing and it's it was horrible I just I was like I don't want to watch this World Cup anymore that's me done I'm signing off on this this is just grim and it did it affected me even the next day I was walking around with my shoulders slumped and I was just I just had that you know when you just got that like just that heavy feeling like a cloud's over you I had that the next day I was fine the day after but yeah I didn't I didn't take Uruguay going out too well um, but, but as for Darwin again I just think like the tactics of that team were just fucking awful and he had nothing to feed off. He had like a few runs down the, the left-hand side where he was trying to make stuff happen, but he just got no service, and he couldn't really make much of an impact. But I don't, I don't see that as a reflection on him. I just think like you've got some really good players in that team. I, mean, I absolutely love Valverde. He's fucking brilliant. He just reminds me of Gerard. It's like so much like Gerard. Um, but again, he's like not that much of a factor just because of the tactics they're playing. They're Ben Tanker from Spurs is a really good player as well. So they've got like good players, but they're going out and playing like fucking Burnley. It's just really frustrating, and that's the reason why they got knocked out because they should have gone through that group if they'd have actually attacked. Yeah, Brazil versus Uruguay would have been fun as well, wouldn't it? Certainly a lot more than Brazil versus South Korea ended up being. So I think I feel like we got kind of got robbed of what would have been a sort of fun World Cup moment there with. You know, all those old war horses like Suarez yeah. and Cavani going up against yeah. the, the Brazilians. Also, um, we have to Brazil talk about um, Suarez's mm-hmm. comments as well when he, he got asked if he wanted to <laughs> apologise to Garner. Anyway, no, I didn't miss the penalty. And I'm like, well, he is right. He's completely right. But it was a chance to just like at least try to mend some fences a little bit. I'm not saying you've got to go like the whole hog and apologise, but he could have been a little bit more tactful in, in the way he no, put it. A, I but he is totally right. There's a million things he can apologise for, but I mean... The handball, no, there. don't apologise yeah, for don't that. apologise. But I just think the only thing that he's really done wrong in that situation was it's not a good look when he, he was like hanging around on the touchline waiting for the pen and then he's like fucking giving it the beans, celebrating when he missed. So I can see why Ghana hate him for that. Totally justified Ghana hating him. What's not justified is anybody else piling on him for the handball because any player on that pitch who's not prepared to do what he did should not be on the pitch. You know, in that situation, you've got to do what he did. And if you don't do yeah. what he did, you, you've got no business being there. So, you know, there's nothing wrong with what he did, but he could have maybe, you know, at least said, yeah, I probably shouldn't have celebrated like that. And, you know, I, maybe like, if of course, defence, yeah, maybe like, I'm sorry. But no, he just, he doubled down on it. I'm like, okay, <laughs> fair enough. It's probably a good thing that they subbed him in that game, by the way, because going into that game, I was thinking, oh, fucking hell, if Garner know they're going out... And Suarez is still on the pitch at the end of that game. <laughs> Someone's taking him out just to make themselves a national hero. So it's probably a good thing that he did get brought off before the end because somebody would have definitely wanted to make a name for themselves there. Don't you think, though, something I've noticed from, from watching this World Cup is, like, I feel like the African teams are one, one of the last, like, bastions of 
generally sort of like playing the game in the right way, like they're not shithousing everywhere and they're like, they, you know, I don't think they're really sort of, they're not really any, they're not the heels of the tournament, whereas the South Americans and most of the European teams, you know, they're Portugal. more versed in the dark. Yeah, exactly. Mm. More versed in the dark arts. And I quite, I've quite enjoyed watching the Africa. I always do enjoy watching the African teams, even ever since I saw Cameroon beat Argentina in 1990. I always have a little bit of a soft spot for them, but um, I enjoyed yeah, watching Senegal for half an hour. And then they conceded, and then that was that. Like, but um, the only African team that played a bit like that was um, Egypt, and Kiros was in charge when they got knocked out by Senegal yeah, in the playoff. Horrible. To they, watch. they, you've got one of the best forward players in the world, and they shit house the fuck out of that game. Mm. Absolutely dire to watch. Not interested in really playing, just stopping the game, slowing it down, breaking up play. You know, I felt bad for Mo that that, that the, um, they got knocked out, but like Senegal were absolutely vindicated in, in going through because they came to have a go and Egypt came to not bother playing at yeah. all. But obviously, he then he rocks up at Iran somehow, like Carlos is just doing the rounds in the Middle East, even though Egypt's in and Africa. They're, they're dull as fuck as well. Yeah, they were. They were. They only beat us. I really can't say fuck all. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, um, we're recording on uh, Wednesday night, December 7th, and there's not a game now until um, Friday, I think, the World Cup kicks off again. So um, there's a little bit of breathing room now between um, the quarterfinals, and um, so people can get, probably get a listen before um, before seeing it. Like, let's go. Uh, who's your pick to win it, Stu? Uh, I've got Brazil in a pool that I've got with uh, the footy lads, so I, I picked... I took a couple of punts on a couple of other teams. I've got I've got a little long shot on Croatia, but I don't think they've got they've they've not got enough to to do it now. I don't think after watching them a couple of times, I think that midfield's meant, but I think they're uh, they're missing. They're a bit toothless up top. Watching that Japan Croatia game, it was just neither of them had, had any bite to them. So yeah, I just you feel like Brazil have got enough steel in there. You know the idea that you don't need to play for Bino because you've got. You've got Casemiro and a couple of others and probably Brazil. Probably Brazil. And then maybe if I've got to pick someone else, you'd, you'd maybe go the winner of England-France. But Portugal did impress me the other night. Portugal really impressed me. And you think they could win it. I don't like them. You know, they're, they're again, full of shit houses. Like Pepe, do come Fernandes. on. Has Fernandes ever made contact with another human being and not rolled around on the floor <laughs> as if he's about to die? Ever. It's... Yeah, Pepe's like Pepe's Pepe. You've got to admire but, Pepe yeah. now. It's it's gone past the point of hating him, and it's and he he's just like I don't know. I, I just he's like thirty nine. He's forty in a few months, and well, to still be going, he's still amazing, out there really. doing his thing. And it's like, yeah, you know what? Like he's quality Pepe. Don't mind him. I can't stand the majority of the rest of the team, but um, amazing what happens when you drop Ronaldo. <laughs> All of a sudden, like yeah. totally transformed team. Drop the lad who doesn't run, you become a better team. Amazing, isn't it? Mm. Big fan of the lad who replaced him coming in and scoring a hat trick as well. That was, yep. <laughs> well yeah. He had to sit there on the bench, sort of like pretending to be happy for him. That was a, that was a good one. Uh, Jules, who are you picking? It's a, it is a bit boring because I, I agree with Stu. I think Brazil probably look the best and most likely. Um, we were talk we were talking the other day in the chat and. Dave and I have long said it, that Brazil are like the football team that people who don't know football support. 
because they're the most famous international team and the, the shirt's quite famous and in a, in all sort of other the forms of media Brazil are always you know the football team so I always feel a bit cliche say in Brazil um, and I don't usually want Brazil to win anything but obviously Alisson's playing and if the world's most handsome man can get a little bit more a little bit more luck in his life he deserves it um, so I, I but I also think they've played some pretty decent stuff I know they had um, a couple of tighter group games but I think overall they've they've played they've looked pretty good um I don't trust Argentina at all. No, I think they like no. when when they started and Di Maria was starting them. I was like, it was like the um, I was like, I was like face on the on the A team credits when this when the Silo walks <laughs> past and he's like, what the you like like what the, Di Maria's still playing for them? What the, what's going on here? Um, but I would like to see them play Brazil in the semi final. I think that would be excellent. Be bang up for that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also agree with Stu that I think. The likely winner from the, the finalist from the other side is coming from that England-France game, um, and so I would say Brazil first, and then whoever wins England-France second, which is terrifying. I mean, you you say Brazil, um, it's it's a bit cliche to say Brazil, but they haven't won it for twenty years, and yeah, two thousand six quarterfinals, two thousand and ten quarterfinals, two thousand and fourteen was the fourth place when they got routed by the Germans in the semis, and two thousand and eighteen they got to the quarterfinals as well, so. Um, no, aside that's all, from the it's good you know, points, aside from winning it in '94 and 2002, then their record since like they've, 1970 isn't. They've got that five great. though, haven't they? But yeah, that's I know why. what you mean. I, I take your point. They've got, they've got five of them. That's why. And again, like Pele as well. The Pele fact. Never underestimate the Pele yeah. factor. You know, he, he's mm-hmm. he's he's on his way out. Um, so there'll be a little bit of there'll be a little bit of um for that. The the other thing again, I'm just I'm just repeating what Stu said, but like Portugal looked dog shit through most of the groups and then the, then last night they sort of like flipped the switch the non-Ronaldo switch and suddenly looked like there was less shit I was in more, more liquid football so I don't really know what to make of, of them um, who have they got who's, who are they Morocco that'll be interesting mm, that'll be tough Morocco have been like really impressive you know what part of me would like Morocco to get through the semi-final nothing to do with like the joy of ooh African football and all that although it is good for that but it like just to see how far they would go, but then part of me thinks, nah, if England get yeah. through, that's way too easy. I can't well, be having that. I'm the same. <laughs> I'm exactly so, the same. So my my interest in seeing, like, just seeing how far Morocco, because they haven't conceded a goal for, you know, was it one in eight or something like that? Is it more than that? Um, my interest in seeing how far Morocco actually can go is tempered by my dislike of England going any further and having an easy ride. Who plays first? Do, do England play before Portugal? England are the last game, aren't they? They're Saturday oh, night, seven pm. So mm-hmm. they're the last say, game. Because if England were out, then you could support Morocco. But if they, I, th- I, I, I imagine it's going. That's Friday is Netherlands, Argentina, and Croatia, Brazil, and then Morocco, Portugal, when and then Holland England. Play? Hey, Holland. <laughs> when to Holland play? They're playing on Sunday. <laughs> playing West Germany. When oh, it gets right, to okay. pl- when it, when it gets to play Czechoslovakia. Sad. Uh, and Burma. I um, think we've done that one into the ground now. Can we retire that joke, please? <laughs> I think, no, you make a good point, Jules, though, about um, viewing everything through the lens of England, because the, the great thing about the glory days of them getting knocked out in the group stages or just at the last 16 was I always just felt you could fully enjoy the tournament yeah. from that point onwards. Like, once they were gone, then you can, like, right, you're not looking at it through, oh, God, well, if they, because, you, you, yeah. you know, you can't root for an upset on 
in the Morocco-Portugal game because you're worried that England might play them. But otherwise, through every other metric that you want to that you want to place on it, like you're everybody's going to be rooting for Morocco in that game, right? So, but you know, it's always easier to to enjoy an international tournament without them. The sad thing is, though, is that by by acknowledging that, then we all have to acknowledge that England are actually quite good, and have been for about four or five years now, and they've they've worked well, out how to do international tournaments. Yeah, I'm, I'm still not acknowledging it. They've, yeah, they're that's not, they're not that, shit. I'll give you that. No, but they've hit, they've had a semi final of the World Cup, a final of the Euros, and they you know they, they, if they can beat France, and again it is a big if. All right, St then, George, settle down. Yeah, <laughs> they still lose to the first good team they play. Almost all the time, don't right. I? That that is true, and that's what I'm hanging my hat on for Saturday. Yeah. Um, Dave, who who are you going with? France. Uh, I thought France from after watching the first game that they played. I thought, yeah, mainly just because they got the best player in the tournament. So unless he shits the bed and has a bad game, well, Rabio. Yeah, yeah, brilliant. <laughs> um, no, it's if if um, if Mbappe keeps playing the way he is, then I think they'll win it. Because you'll, you'll often get, like, best player in the tournament wins it and then is that's he? his World Cup. And, and, yeah, is and, he? Here we go. Here we go on, Stu. You can, you can, he uh, fucking isn't. Go on. Because you, you were ripping him in the group the other day and then he fucking knocks in two. He did. He did. He's like, one look of at them, him. He keeps them, losing the ball. One of them was lovely and one of them he just stood there and two lads just let him smash it right at the keeper and the keeper let it in. I just think... I, I can't be doing with all the messy loving that was going on on the TV, but you watched him one night and he barely made a bad decision. And his end, and and he's got his end, pro, his end product was amazing and everything he's doing is the most efficient way of hurting a team. And and then Mbappe was just tossing about and losing it. And, and then scoring two just, goals. Yeah, and yeah, the he scored two, yeah, he scored two goals once the game was won. But I just... I don't know. I just don't think he's quite at that level yet. When everyone's like, he, he's a, he's amazing. He's streets ahead of people. He's he's got, he's got the afterburners and he's got quality. Yeah, but I mean, he can't do that for sixty minutes against England. Just fucking give the ball away every time he gets it. And well, he can if he scores tr- two in the last half an hour. Well, they do. They'll get murdered. If he just keeps. I just think you can't just keep giving the ball away and then what? Just going to let the likes of Rabio sort it out in midfield. I, I generally, I don't want to yeah, see yeah, it. Yeah, but yeah, you leave Rabio alone. They, that French team could. I mean, I look at Henderson, Bellingham, Rice. That that midfield could get overpowered. I mean, Griezmann's great on the ball. He's not that great off the ball. Rabio is he going to get about? Don't know. Too many is all right. And I think Camavinga's probably better than him. But it's just yeah. I don't know. I just I just look at it and I just think, has it really has it been tested yet properly? That French team. Mm, I don't know. Well, I mean, they're also the holders, so there's that as well. You know, a lot of these players have already won it before. The other thing I'd say though is, it's mm. like it's very difficult the these days for teams to retain, to retain the World yeah, Cup. But, so they've no, they've won it. You know, yeah, that's the only thing. I, the only thing I would stop me picking France, which is weird because it doesn't really matter. It's 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 just a stat, isn't it? It doesn't actually apply when it goes onto the onto the pitch, but. The difficulty of retaining it would make me think maybe not France. Chris, um, I'm I'm actually going to go with Brazil because I've been like super impressed with their attacking play and they look good all over the field. And if it's coming down to a final, um, I'm 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 t- I'm taking our goalkeeper over everybody else. So yeah, um, definitely taking yeah. over Lloris. Um, Allison in the penalty right, shootout exactly. in the final against England. <laughs> <laughs> 
Would you be? Uh, here's a, here, but just before we move on to some of the some of the listener questions, here's a scenario for your you duels. Are you happy for England to get to the final if it means they lose on penalties to Brazil and Alison like saves all of their pens? Oh, I'd pay you money for that right now. <laughs> okay, but you'd be willing to go through the, the the next week or so of stress to. Yeah, well, the thing is, I know, outcome. but no, because I don't know. You know, if you're telling me that I could take that now, then I'd be well happy, and I wouldn't have the stress, would I? But if that was the outcome at the end of it, yeah, I'd be happy, I'd be more than happy. England losing at the solar matters. Okay, fair enough. All right, that's good. Okay, um, right, we've not done this before, um, but it is something we're going to be looking to do. Um, in the future, especially after uh, the game start up again, um, is take some questions. Take some questions from the listeners um, who've been with us sort of like for eighteen months now, and uh, obviously we appreciate that support. And um, we've asked you to weigh in on a few of the the few of the burning issues and anything that you want us to talk about, really. Um, and we did this on Twitter and on the forum. Um, so um, I think the one I want to start with, because it's still kind of world a World Cup themed, is. Uh, Real DPW1979 on Twitter said, um, should we sign Suarez in January, Dave? <laughs> uh, no, only because I haven't seen like the way he was, he was running. You know, I, 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 this is probably the best way for me to describe what it was like watching Suarez. <clears throat> I was walking the dog like um, last week and... She gets like excited, so she's like really straining at the lead, wanting me to run. And I don't run anymore. I didn't run like when I used to run. If you know what I mean. So like <laughs> I'm walking the dog, and the dog's wanting to run. So she's pulling at the lead, and her back gets all like hunched up, and she's straining, and she's pulling like she's towing a caravan. And I'm like, I was watching. I was like, that's how Suarez is running now. You know, he's just he's chugging and like just really like so. Now he's um. Twelve months ago, I would have been, I would have been up for it, but not now. I don't want him to ruin his legacy. He's, uh, he's too old now. Okay, okay. If you were up for it, I was going to be gracious enough to say that, like, I love you so much that I'd be willing to, to uh, get on board with that, just because I knew it would make you so happy, just to see him I appreciate turn out that. for us like one I, more time or something. I really appreciate that because I know how much you can't stand him. So, no, yeah. I, to be fair, like my stance has sort of slightly soft. I I'm a sucker for when I see somebody cry. Like, <laughs> I automatically like start feeling sorry for them. Like, I mean, maybe not something like United fans or City fans or anything like that. But like, in in life, I'm a I'm a sucker for somebody who cries. And seeing them all upset was, um, I wouldn't say it was hard, but I was like, oh, I did feel a bit sorry for him. And um, yeah, so that's that one. Um, Mega Drive Man on forum, uh, Jules says, um, "How do you feel about the mid-season, pre-season Dubai Super Cup or whatever it is? Are you happy that we're there? Um, do you think it's a good idea that we're gone? That we've gone and we're playing sort of uh, friendlies over there?" Um, one thing I'd say about that is, you know, when Klopp's been going on about, "Oh, there should be a winter break. There's too many games and stuff." This is why there's no point in having a winter break because as soon as they would be, the clubs would fuck off to the Middle East and play friendlies against glamour teams in Europe and to, to get more money. And that's the only thing I thought when I saw that. They, they have to play games, though, uh, because this break is too long. What is it? like six weeks, isn't it? So you're going to have to... Otherwise, everyone's going to come back, you know, rusty in the fucking tin man at the start of Wizard of Oz. You're going to have... You got, do have to play them. So I've, I've got no problem with that. I think I've got no problem with a bit of warm weather training. It's, it's freezing here at the moment. I've got no issue with that either. So in this context of the World Cup, 
it, it's it's perfectly fine to me. It makes it's it makes sense. But it did make me think, if they had that winter break that they wanted, they would be straight on that plane and playing friendlies for money in the Middle East. And I'm not about that. They can bollocks with that. They can come here and play in a cold like the rest of us have to. Um, and the only other thing I thought was, you know, if you're out there at 30 degree weather and you come back here to zero, that's how you get colds and infections, that. Oh, wait, is Tiago going to get the sniffles now and be out for a couple of weeks? Mm. That's my, That was my other take from it. But other than that, I, yeah, he I did you get got that it. ear infection, didn't he, where he was yeah. out for seemingly a couple of weeks. Mind but you, I get other... ear infections all the time and they fuck, <laughs> they're the worst thing in the world. So I've got all the sympathy in the world for that. Yeah, it knocks your balance off, doesn't it? Your equilibrium goes. Yeah. Kater will probably get COVID again. Kater's had COVID more than I have. I'm not getting into the Kater thing, but no. It, it, does anyone here? I don't think anyone has a problem with going and playing these friendlies because you have to. You, we've been. Like, having some, having the play, some of the players, we had the international break. And like, some of them, I saw Sarah playing for Egypt. Like, why are you playing for Egypt? What's going yeah. on here? Get your feet up. And then there's been a break. They've had a little break, and now they're having the preseason. So I, I, it, it makes perfect sense. I think if you didn't have any proper friendlies, um, you'd be asking for trouble, especially considering that we started the season. Good stuff. All right. And uh, a long-time friend of the show, um, long-time friend of the forum, I mean, and, and the magazine and everything, going back to day one, really, is uh, AWS. And he and the Midnight Rambler, both on the forum, had a similar question, really. AWS goes, uh, do we sign a make-way youngster in... January followed by a hundred million move in the summer for uh, Bellingham, or two fifty million players in the summer, and the Midnight Rambler goes. Um, would you take Declan Rice and another 40, 50, 40, 50 million midfielder instead of just going all in on uh, Bellingham, Stu? Don't rate Declan Rice. Uh, I haven't seen nothing for West Ham, but every time I see him for England, he doesn't impress me. Doesn't take the ball on the turn. Doesn't want the ball off the centre halves. Doesn't dictate play at all. So not impressed. Uh, wouldn't take Declan Rice if you offered him for buttons. Really, I just don't. I just don't think he's at the level. Might be proven totally wrong, um, but yeah, I'm not sure that he is the midfielder that you want in a team like uh, Liverpool, who are going to play high energy pressing football. Um, so no, wouldn't take Declan Rice. And then it'll all depend on the Bellingham thing, wouldn't it? I mean, you take you take Bellingham in a youngster now, and you don't whatever we're planning on doing, you don't block anyone's path. I think they're pretty good at doing that. You've got your list, and whenever you can get hold of one of the people on that list, you get them. If you can get them now, you get them now. If you can get... I mean, I'd pay a couple... I'd pay a little bit of a premium to bring someone in now. If we've got someone who we can pick up for 25, 30, or, you know, a little 20 million, but attacky or something like that. You know, if there's one of them on the list somewhere, I think maybe you bring one of them in. Um... If you can now, um, that was another one. Japan not playing Taki. I don't even know what is going on. What's going on with that? I mean, he's not great, but mm-hmm. he's, he's Champions League playing for us. I mean, surely he's got to get a game over some bum. He's had a bad Nick. season though, hasn't he? He's not done anything for Monaco at all. He's he's not played that many games. Been dropped. Uh, maybe it's that. Because I, I agree with you. I mean, how can they not be picking him? But. If he's if he's not being informed, as somebody else has, maybe it's maybe it's that. I don't know. This penalty was a fucking disgrace, by the way. Fucking J- Japan's penalties are just the most fucking powder puff, half-assed penalties you've ever seen. It's like if you're gonna get knocked out on penalties, worse than Spain. at least go out with like a committed penalty where like you fucking you, you leather it and maybe you'll miss the target. Maybe the keeper saves, but don't do that. 
Just don't J- don't do that. Like Japan's penalties, we're living into the cultural stereotype that Japan Japanese people are polite. They yeah. just oh no, we don't need to polite to score a penalty. Too polite to score. The politest penalties you've ever seen. <laughs> And uh, Jules, um, the Midnight Rambler also wants to know, um, who do we think will win the Super Bowl? Uh, NFC side, it's difficult though. The NFC side, the Eagles are looking shit hot at the moment. Like Jalen Hurts looks, looks just like, looked excellent. AFC side's a bit more difficult because the, the, the Bills and the, the, the Chiefs look like the standouts. And yet the Bengals keep beating the Chiefs. So if the Bengals, I don't know, I don't know how the seedings would work at the moment, but if the Bengals met the Chiefs in the postseason, I think, I think the Chiefs might have a problem. Um, the Bears still shit. Yeah, they yeah. are team on the day. Yeah, they still shit. You can yeah. always rely on them being shit. I've, I've okay. divorced them now. I don't I just even, wanted to ask. No, I, I have nothing to do with them anymore. Right. For now, if they if they have, if they start three and zero next season, you're you're right back in. Uh, they won't though, will they? So, I, I should also, point. No, I, I should also mention like. I really, I you know, I, I really enjoyed seeing what the what uh, two has done with the Dolphins as well this year, but I'm not sure yeah, they've got too. enough. I'm not sure they've got. I think that I, you know, a couple of years ago they got to the playoffs, but they they weren't a very good team, so they was just like a, a bit of a false thing them getting the playoffs, and then the Steelers just smashed them everywhere. Um, yeah, th- they're not that. They're not. <laughs> they're not that team anymore. I think they'll have a good run, but I just don't think they'll have enough. If they have to go on the road to, to Kansas City or Buffalo, um, well, that's my problem with with them. That's my issue with the Dolphins. Really, it's just that we are quite similar to the Chiefs, and they're just a better version of us yeah. all over the field. Like, so it would be a bad matchup for us because we do everything they do, only they do it slightly better. Um, so on any given Sunday, um, you know, you've, you've got a chance in those shootout games. But um, I think we're maybe like a year away from from competing. Um, for that, um, in terms of the Super Bowl, I think the Bills will win it. I think they should have won it last year. Um, I think they'll mm. they'll find a way to sort of get into the Super Bowl this year. And I think the AFC is much stronger than the NFC this year. And if it's the Eagles, they'll beat the Eagles or the Cowboys or whatever. Uh, Dave, go Fins. That's go all fins. I can say. You had you had my back on Suarez, so I'm with you on the Dolphins. All right, thanks, man. Appreciate that. And Stu, I'm assuming that you don't watch the the. No, don't watch much NFL. I, I do quite like a bit of American football though. I, I watch all the um, all the documentaries uh, the and stuff like that. Yeah, all the all the all the documentaries and stuff where it follows them through. I can't remember what the, the all or nothing ones. I've, I've watched all them, and I just, from like a, a coaching point of view and stuff, I just I, I can watch anything about team sport. So yeah, I, I do I do like a bit of it. If it was on, I'd keep it on and watch it. But I've not got a team I follow or or know. Who's really doing that well or not? If you know what I mean, Dallas Cowboys. Then, Fair yeah, the Brazil of the NFL. Stu's <laughs> <laughs> back in the um, Cowboys. Right. Um. So we, I think we kind of addressed this, but um, if anybody's got a shout out for something that we, someone we haven't mentioned yet, um, on Twitter, Terry Symes says uh, he's not an advocate for buying anyone off the back of a World Cup, but have you seen anybody who you think would be a good fit for the Reds? And any of you can take that. Amrabat. Yeah, get my boy Amrabat in. Yeah. Uh, also, I like the Croatian centre back, um, Gvardiol or Lovren? something. Yeah, yeah. Well, obviously, I like Lovren. <laughs> well, I did until like he just came out as like a raging like anti-vax <laughs> lunatic. Uh, but now I like the other centre back. He's been good. 
He's only 21, I think, as well. He looks a good player. I like a couple of the American players really, as well. We mentioned them before. Tyler Adams, Moussa. Yeah. Uh, the right-back was quite good as well. Uh, I think he's he's on Barcelona's books or something. Not that we need a right-back. I'm not saying we should sign him, but I've, I've liked the look of him. He was good. I like Canada. They're a good watch. I don't think they didn't have any standout players uh, in particular, but they I, I really wanted them to pick up some points. And yeah. They were unlucky against Belgium. Belgium Belgium absolutely robbed that game. It would have been nice for Canada to take uh, to take one win away with them, wouldn't it? Mm. Um and I think we'll end on this one. And this wasn't the question. I just bastardized this question completely. He uh, MJB1286. So he asked a few, but he asked uh, who's better, Messi or Ronaldo? But I'm going to reframe that and say, like, who is the bigger dick, Messi or Ronaldo? Uh, and Jules, you can go for that one first. Now, I reckon I know what Dave's going to say, but I'm still going to say Ronaldo. Okay. There's The recent evidence is just so, so strong against Ronaldo. Like, you could I mean, have they argued, are both They would have been an easier dicks. argument. Yeah, I mean, they're both dicks. We can acknowledge they are both dicks. Like, Messi taking the all Saudi Arabian coin when Argentina are trying to get a World Cup uh, uh, bid going that's that's uh, that's very good of him and then obviously he's playing for Qatar um, in Paris and all, all that jazz but no I mean Ronaldo's just like if if Messi's a, a dick Ronaldo's a massive big throbbing porn star one isn't he he's just a fucking <laughs> <laughs> just a, he's just a huge a, just a huge one yeah no it's Ronaldo for me no it is Ronaldo. It's definitely Ronaldo. Yeah. All I would say is that the thing with Ronaldo is like, it's kind of just out in the open that he's a dick. You know, he's like, and I think yeah. he, he knows that himself. He knows like he's an arrogant bastard and a lot of people don't like him. He just doesn't give a fuck. So he's like, he, he is a dick, but he doesn't kind of pretend to be anything else. Messi's always tried to be like, oh, you know, I'm all right. I'm not the dickhead. Ronaldo's the dickhead. But Messi, you're a little twat as well. He's he's an absolute <laughs> little fucking knob. But nobody ever seems to really talk about that. It's like he, he seems to just get away with it because Ronaldo's such a dick. People are so focused on what a dick Ronaldo is that Messi almost goes under the radar a little bit. But no, um, he's not as bad as Ronaldo, but he's probably worse than most other people in football. Yeah, just with the on-the-pitch stuff, Ronaldo is, is still the bigger dick, isn't he? Before you even take into account the um, the off-the-pitch shenanigans that sees him probably not going on holiday to America anytime soon. Mm. Even without them, Ronaldo is still the bigger dick, I think, isn't he? Yeah. I think my only, and this has been the case for more than a decade now... Um, <laughs> You're not going to say, are you? <laughs> I know what's going on. Well, <laughs> I'm not going to use the exact words, but it's it's the penalty he missed against Chelsea in the European Cup when they went on and won it. He's never like, got over it. I, I, he's just never got over it. Like, that game is dead and buried if he puts that penalty away. It's gone. Like, they aren't coming back from that. And sure enough, like, you know... I remember one of my one of my like funnest moments with my friend who's also on the podcast John Brennan is I was working in London at the time and he'd come over with like a school trip and uh, he'd had the Friday night free so we met up in Westminster and had like a couple of beers well more than a couple and one of my finest memories of that was like Walking, uh, walking across Westminster Bridge, bridge, pointing at Big Ben and singing "Where's Your European Cups?" at it, 
Because like the, a London club had never won a European Cup until this point, and Messi ruined that, and there was no need for it whatsoever. If he could score from 12 yards, they would have only had one European Cup, and it was the worst iteration of Chelsea. Well, it wasn't the worst. It wasn't the. It was the. Um, who won it? Was it Di Matteo was manager when they won it the first time? Yeah, yeah, it was Di Matteo. But they still had the Lampard and the Ashley Cole and the Terry's and basically like that that Mourinho team, and I've never got over it. I never will. Um, if Messi ends up signing for Miami next year, I might have a different story because I'll probably get a good bit of work out of that. So <laughs> that'd be nice. But um, which is that's presumably I'll have to read why it in a little bit then. That's I'm assuming that's why you've not called him a Chelsea enabling cunt, which is what you usually refer I never, to. I never said that. I never said that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I just said I was upset at the fact that he enabled Chelsea to get a European yeah. Cup, but otherwise he's a fine, upstanding gentleman who's <laughs> been one of the greatest football players of all time. But um, yeah, um, you're, you just have a different memory of the, of the scenario. I was going to um, say, how so, good would it be if Messi and Ronaldo signed for Miami and then I forgot that like, Ronaldo's Ronaldo, not allowed yes, in America? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, so yeah, that's no. not happening. <laughs> well, that Times report the other day said that Miami... Uh, also trying to get Fabregas and Suarez to sort of sweeten the deal to to get Messi over there. Fabregas, he's still playing. Is Fabregas still playing? Yeah, I know. Where is I, he I, in that the Middle East? Me as well. Is he in like Saudi or something like no that? No idea. He's old enough, Teta, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> so Google that. Find out. He's a thirty-five. He's a thirty-five, and oh, he's playing shit. with in Serie B for Como. No way. That's quite cool. Yeah. I quite like that playing Serie B. That's cool. Mm. Weird. All right. So yeah. Um, Miami continuing the tradition of uh, MLS just going for aging European stars when the whole um, direction of the league is to like young, ex- not ex- not so much exciting, but young, athletic, skillful players who are. Uh, who are sort of doing really well for their teams, but yeah. But if Suarez goes there, I might actually finally come over to see you. If Suarez is playing for Miami, <laughs> okay, all right. I'll let you know the dates that I'm not going to be there, and then you can, <laughs> then you can fly up like last time. <laughs> to be fair, you say right, that about um, Miami, but this is this is the city that put a, a Formula One race in its ca- in a car park of Hard Rock Stadium, so we <laughs> they did, don't. We did, yeah, with um, with a fake like, marina and, and painted. Painted water on the car. Yeah, I couldn't even tell if they were trying to be yeah. ironic with her. I, I couldn't tell if they were no, just doing it to take the piss. Yeah, yeah. No, no. Um, anyway, we've got through most of them. There were some other ones as well, but some of those were the ones that I'd kind of like to spend more time on discussing in, in depth, really. Um, so let's leave it there. Um, is there anything you guys want to add before uh, we call it a night tonight? Uh, no, but we should probably come back after the two pre-season games do you reckon just do like a recap of yeah. that um, good. cover those and whatever else need to talk about maybe like there'll be some ownership stuff going on or um, or Bellingham it's bound yeah. to be something the, happening the Belling- over the next Bellingham week. announcement podcast yeah. yeah well obviously there'll be an emergency pod if anything happens with that we'll be, we'll be straight on that one but otherwise yeah we'll come back after the uh Milan games on the Friday, isn't it? Play Sunday, this Sunday, and then the Friday. So, yeah, we'll come back after that one. Has Paul got a red phone on his desk for that, yeah. Yeah. Hotline straight through, as soon as Bellingham signs. Next to the Mbappe one. He, st- he still hasn't, hasn't cut that line off yet. 
The Mbappe one's like a Nokia 3210 or something, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, he's had it that long. <laughs> yeah. um, all right, cool. Well, that sounds good to me. Um, yeah, for those of you that are enjoying are watching the World Cup, I know it's not been the easiest to enjoy, but um, for those who are enjoying the World Cup, we hope you continue to do so. Uh, we'll be back soon uh, on one of the second preseason games. And um, yeah, until then, we'll catch you soon. The best word I can say, but uh, will describe this was boom. <laughs> 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 Ooh, what was this? It was really good.